They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820 The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please. Well, hello there, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood Hatchet Man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And we want to say welcome to the program, folks. So happy to be here. So happy to have you out there. And folks, do we have a fantastic program for you today. Uh, we're going to have as a very special guest coming up at the bottom of our first hour uh, today. We're going to have Todd Nettleton. Uh, Mr. Nettleton is Chief of Media Relations and Message Integration, uh, and he's host of uh, Voice of America, Voice of the Martyrs uh, Radio. And, uh, and folks, you know your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. I've been on this for years and years and years. Um, you know, we, we, we like to complain a lot. And, but when you compare what people around this world are going through, uh, there's not a whole lot of room for complaint. And uh, now I'm not saying stop complaining, <laughs> particularly uh, how Christians are treated in this country, but uh, we're kind of um, on, the, on the tip end of some things here, whereas uh, around the world these things have had uh, many, many, many years. And in some cases, as a matter of fact, in the case of Islam, they've had 1,400 years to grow and metastasize, and uh, it's, it's just, um, I mean, there are entire cities where there are no longer any Christians, okay? Thanks to the war of uh, Islam, uh, their own creed, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, states that there are two houses in Islam, the house of Islam and the house of war. And if you are outside of the house of Islam, you are, by definition, in the house of war. And so... Looking very much forward um, to, uh, you know, because many of these things that uh, the Voice of the Martyrs, uh, they document uh, on a daily basis. You know, I, I talk about them uh, here as I get time with the myriad many other things that we have to discuss. But this is their sole focus. And I'm really, really looking forward to the conversation with Mr. Nettleton uh, at 1030. And, and, of course, uh, we, we're going to take your calls. As a matter of fact, we will probably just open the phone lines up a little early. I'd love to uh, hear from, from, from you all uh, a little sooner rather than later. So I'm just going to share a few other little uh, things here with you. And uh, maybe after our first break, we'll go ahead and open the phone lines up. And uh, a couple of things, I was very blessed and privileged and honored to give a speech out in Goochland uh, on Tuesday of this week. And it was just so nice to be out there uh, renewing friendships with old friends and old acquaintances and making new friends. Uh, had a wonderful time out there. So 
Uh, if we have anyone out there in Goochland that's listening, I just want to say thank you. And it was a it was real a, a real privilege, a real treat to be out there uh, to share with you all. Uh, you're a great group out there, and they really are. I'm going to tell you, folks, Goochland can be a true example. I mean, they they, they literally took over the board of supervisors uh, out there. <laughs> okay, it's just uh, it's it's just really truly amazing what they have done and uh they uh and they're just they're articulating to the people of goochland what it is to be a conservative that that's all and it's you know people have their idea of conservatism that's rooted in the lies that the left tells and so folks if you don't define yourself the opposition will define you and this this is what happens Okay, you see it all the time in uh, political campaigns, folks that lack the capacity to articulate. uh, You know, they may have uh, good intentions. They may have a sterling resume. They may be bright. They may even be brilliant. But I'm going to tell you, folks, in a modern media era, if you cannot open up your mouth and articulate, okay, or if you don't have the sense that Moses had, you know, Moses had an impediment of speech, but uh, when he tried to use that as an excuse with God, why he could not fulfill God's commands to him, God told Moses, well, hey, your brother Aaron, he speaks pretty well. Let him be your press secretary. <laughs> so you have to be able to do one of the other folks. If you cannot open up your mouth and articulate and think on your feet quick, snap, snap, snap. This is the modern times, okay? If you can't do that, it's best if a candidate can do that his or herself. But absent the capacity to do that and do it very well, you have to know how to hire a team, okay? That's one of Donald Trump's strengths is um, he has gotten to be a billionaire not because he knew how to build big buildings and, you know, do high finance, but he knew how to go out and get the right people, okay? And so, I don't know, maybe somewhere along the line, Donald Trump read about Moses, okay? <laughs> but uh, he's, he's been making it work, okay? And, uh, I, you know, I don't know what they're doing out in Goochland, but it's working, all right? It's working. And so, I just want to thank the fine folks out there. And I uh, also had an opportunity to go to uh, the late Pat Mullins' uh, memorial service uh, Wednesday night. Uh, up in Northern Virginia, and uh, really, really beautiful, beautiful and moving uh, service. It, it really was. The place was packed, as you would imagine. Uh, Pat was a truly great man, and um, you know. And I know I'm I'm the guy that beats up on the establishment, and the establishment was there. But let me tell you, folks, that's the time when you put that away. And so there were all stripes of uh, conservatives, Republicans, Christians, constitutionalists. Capitalists, we were all the, the the entire spectrum of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition was represented there, uh, and they were there to pay homage and to honor uh, a a true servant, a true uh, son of the Lord, a true a I mean really, and uh, you know, and I learned a lot about Pat that I did not know, and uh, you know that's one reason why. I enjoy going to memorial services and it 
I always find it odd when when people uh, express how they hate funerals. When the word of God says it's better to be in the house of mourning than in the house of celebration. Okay, and and there's good reason for that. And so uh, if any of the uh, family and friends, uh, close friends, uh, you know, we're all friends of Pat. But, you know, I was not privileged to be a close friend, but I was a, a distant admirer. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you, folks, for all the elders out there, uh, folks, I, I don't know about, uh, let me just make it personal here. I was about to say folks are watching you. I'm watching, well, I'm watching you. I've been watching you for many, many years, and I've been learning from you. And, uh, and so I just want to say if you're an elder out there, if you're an elder, a, a Christian, a conservative, if you're an activist, if you're out there doing your part, um, you know, I was listening to a, uh, a Bible study uh, on television uh, recently, and I think this was just one day this week, uh, and uh, the preacher was uh, sharing what Paul wrote about how a church should be made up, and one of the key things was that elders should be uh, in the roles of teachers. And, and I was thinking about that, and it's not just you know, the, the quote-unquote official church. But that's how uh, any organization that's out here to do good should be structured, okay? You, you, even your extended family, you should be able to look up to your, 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 your father, your grandfather, your uncles, okay? In a, in a business, you should be able to look up to the founders, all right? In, in politics, the, uh, your elder statesmen, you should be able to look up to them. You should be able to study their lives and learn from them. And see, and this is how the baton is passed down. It's not always that the elders would tap you on your shoulder and say, well, hey, I'm going to uh, choose you to be my protege and I'm going to train you. Look, just by you living your lives, you're training proteges and you don't even know it. Okay, you don't even know it. Uh, last week's program, I mentioned some of my own personal mentors that have touched my life and have taught me so much. But there are many, many more out here that they're not my personal mentors, many of whom I have never even met. Okay, I'll give you uh, several in, in particular, uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell, Dr. Walter Williams, uh, Victor Davis Hanson, uh, Paul Johnson. I mean, I read and I watch and I just I admire these men. And uh, and Pat Mullins is a guy. He fits in that category to hear how he was just so kind to, you know, the janitor, the waiter, the guy that could not do anything for him, that he the, the guy that's going to write the hundred thousand dollar check. Um, they'd be, oh, where's Pat? Where's Pat? But he'd be over talking to the guy that can't even write him a $10 check because maybe he's a janitor, okay? That's humanity, okay? That is humanity. And those type stories, and, and I'm going to tell you, folks, the conservative movement, uh, the Christian conservative coalition is full of, of people like that. But these are stories we have to tell because we all, by the, by the enemy, the enemy casts us at, if you are conservative, if you want to say no to big government, what you're really saying no to is the swamp sucking 25% of the money for themselves and pretending to care for the little guy. But the story that they tell is you just don't care. 
you, you people, you're mean, you hate women, you hate homosexuals, you hate children, you hate clean air, and you hate clean water. That's the story they tell. And we have to combat that story with our own story, our own stories of truth. And so that's why I share this with you. And another event I attended, this was actually a couple of weeks ago, the Pastors and Police Summit. Okay, but we're up at uh, we're up at our quarter after the hour break, just a little bit late. We're going to take that break. And when I come back, I'll share with you what I learned at the Pastors and Police Summit about church security. And we'll also entertain your phone calls. 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. You tell them, Michael Jackson, if you want to make a change in this world, folks, you the first place you have to look is the man or woman right there in the mirror looking back at you. And uh, and if you'd like to make a difference in today's conversation, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, we have about eight minutes, seven or eight minutes in this uh, segment, a short segment here uh, leading up to our guests coming on at 1030. Uh, looking very much forward to that and uh, Voice of the Martyrs. And, uh, and you know, for years we've uh, shared with you all, all of the uh, so many atrocities that Christians uh, have to go through. And, uh, but Jesus did say to us that, um, you know, he was hated and we would be hated for his name's sake. And so, uh, this comes true uh, on a daily basis. And so if we are, you know, if we're looking to be uh, received and liked and respected by by the world, um, hey, you might want to think twice about being a Christian or, or a Christian, particularly if you're going to be a, uh, you know, a really uh, spirit-filled and spirit-led uh, Christian. If you're going to go where the truth takes you uh, rather than uh, go to that place uh, that's popular. And so we uh, we have a caller on, and uh, we have Dustin. And uh, Dustin, welcome to the program. Uh, what's on your mind today? Good morning. Good morning. This is Preston Brown. Oh, Preston, Preston. Hey, what's happening? Hey, how are you, Preston? <laughs> Pretty good. I, I've been listening to you off and on. Oh, okay. Well, I hope more more off, more on than off. And folks, for you all out there who don't know who Preston Brown is, 
This man got me started in radio, even though and I said, no, I couldn't do it. And he said, yes, you can. <laughs> and, you, and you still can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I see that you are running uh, for the House of Delegates. Yes, sir. Yeah. So why don't you share, uh, share with the audience uh, where you're running uh, and, and what your platform is? Well, I'm running in the 74th, which is part of your hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles, Charles City. City. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm on my way to Charles City about noon. Oh, okay. Where are you? And, where are you speaking? Uh, me and Curtis Bowman. He's taking me down to some of the friends and oh, people okay. that you know. Big Curtis. Curtis and I played football together. Big Curtis Bowman, Deacon Bowman. I yeah, think I think he's Reverend now. Bowman now. Yes, yeah, yes. He was a good football player. Oh yeah, good good man. You tell you tell. Uh, I, I was getting ready to say Deacon for so many years. I've been calling him Deacon Bowman. But you tell Reverend Bowman that Brother Craig said hello. <laughs> okay. But uh, I I see that you're still keeping up the fight. Yes. And it's always good to listen to you. I appreciate that. Because you got a voice for radio, I appreciate and, that. Uh, you make it interesting, and I see that you do your research. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. We we work real hard at it, and um, you know, uh, study to show thyself approved is what God's word instructs us to do. So uh, I try my best to do that, and uh, and I invite people if I ever get it wrong. Uh, you're welcome to share. I, I would love being corrected. And uh, as a matter of fact, if the caller doesn't call it when I get it wrong, when I get home, Preston, Mrs. Hatchett is going to let me know. <laughs> yeah. And that and that we know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You're, you're, She's the best thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're very smart when it comes to politics. Yeah. And yeah. I think that more politicians should listen and take advice from you and people like you. Well, those that do win and those that don't lose. Okay. Well, I'm, ta- I'm taking your advice. Okay. Okay. All and right. To let you know that how I'm running, I'm running as an independent. Mm-hmm. I'm running to represent the people, not, not big business, not a political party, and I'm putting more interest in the community and not building a stronger party. Oh, okay. All right. So... Who is the current delegate in the 74th? Uh, Delegate uh, Lamont Babley. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Now, I know for a while that was uh, Joe Joe Morris's. uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Delegate Bagby. All right. So, well, anyway, we're looking for it's going to be a a, a big battle coming up in November. And uh, I wish you great success. And, um, you know, if you have, do you have any. any uh, pet projects or any uh, any any special issue that is going to be your your driving issue? Maybe two or three. Well, my my main driving issue is to be able to tell the truth, which is hard for a lot of politicians to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not a politician. I'm just a person in the community that want to make a difference, want to make a change. Yeah, yeah, businessman. This guy now we got Trump as a businessman at the top, folks, and. Preston is a businessman. Preston owns a radio station. How many years have you owned that radio station, Preston? Since uh, 1996. Wow, you've been, okay. That's, uh, what, uh, uh, 
21 years? Yeah. Yeah, then I also... 30, I 31 one, years. Yeah, well, I had the one in, in uh, Hopewell also. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, you know, it's hard making money in radio, which you understand. Yes, yeah, yes. Especially AM radio. Yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah. yeah. There's been a, that's why there's been a move to consolidation. The, the big boys can spread their operating costs over... A hundred stations, and the uh, right. and the single owner has to absorb all those costs. Right. Yeah, it's it's tough, but you've hung in there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's also important that that they keep shows like your show and some of the other local shows on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way we get a we get a personal and a, a true um, idea statement of what's going on. Yeah, 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 because radio is local. Yeah, right. and I also appreciate, Preston, your newspaper. Um, now, I write, and my writings go all over the country now, but the first place I wrote was in your well, newspaper. Sure was. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I used to catch hell putting you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to get death threats back in those days. <laughs> I used to catch hell when I had you on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, and you hung in there and you supported yeah. me, so right. I, I appreciate it. But listen, Preston, we're 30 seconds to the bottom of the, bottom of the hour news break. Keep so, up the good work. Okay, and you too. Fight I'll hard. Be, I'll be listening and I'll be calling you for your advice. All right. God Thank bless you. you. God bless Call you. Call anytime. Thank you now. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break, and when we come back, we're going to have Todd Nettleton with Voice of the Martyrs. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Program Virginia, your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And folks, uh, as promised, we have a very special guest uh, with us and uh, talk about The Really Real Deal. Uh, you know, for many, many years, folks, uh, I've been uh, mentioning and championing uh, Christians all around the world for all of the things we have to do. Uh, just to be Christians, as as it was written, uh, where Jesus said we would be hated for his name's sake because he was hated. And, folks, this has been going on, and uh, a lot of times it um, does not make you 6 o'clock news, okay? But the gentleman that we have is our very special guest, uh, Mr. Todd Nettleton. He makes it his business on a daily basis because uh, Mr. Nettleton is host of Voice of America's uh, radio, and uh, he's also chief of media relations and message integration. And uh, we want to say welcome and thank you so much, sir, for uh, uh, coming here to our humble little radio program. 
Well, thank you very much for having me, and thank you for letting me talk about Voice of the Martyrs and our work with persecuted Christians. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you following in some very, very uh, big shoes, aren't you, uh, Pastor <laughs> Wormbrand and, and his wife? Uh, you know, he was called uh, Voice of the Underground Church, and uh, some folks even called him the Iron Curtain St. Paul. <laughs> He was an amazing man. His wife, Sabina, was uh, only about five foot three, but she was a giant of the faith. And you're absolutely right. We walk in very big shoes uh, because of his legacy. Pastor Wormbrand, for those who maybe don't know about him, was a pastor in communist Romania, actually was a pastor even when the Nazis were dominating Romania before the communists mm-hmm. took over, was involved in ministry, uh, because of his Christian work, the communists put him in prison for 14 years. He was two different times, one time eight years, one time six years. Mm-hmm. Three of those years in a solitary confinement cell 30 feet below ground level. So for three wow. years, he was in a cell. The guards literally wore pads on their feet, so you couldn't hear the guards walking around. It was just him and God in a solitary cell for three years. And it was actually in that cell that uh, sort of the vision for the voice of the martyrs was birthed in his heart an organization that would help people like him people who were persecuted for their Mm -hmm. faith in christ he came out of romania actually was ransomed out of romania by christians in the west before he left the secret police took him aside and said pastor Rembrandt, you're going to the west you can preach all you want you can talk about god all you want congratulations but don't talk about what we did to you. Don't talk about the torture. Don't talk about the suffering. Pastor Wormbrand came to the West and did exactly what they told him not to do, began to share mm-hmm. you know, the stories of that solitary cell, the stories of the torture chamber, the stories of the beatings. And more than just saying, well, this happened to me, he was saying, there are still Christians and pastors in those communist prisons. Mm-hmm. And American Christians like you and me, we said, well, hey, we want to help them. How do we do that? That's why the Voice of the Martyrs was founded, was really Mm. to be a bridge between the church here in the United States and the church in hostile and restricted nations. Yeah, yeah. And here now, uh, this year is marking uh, 50 years of uh, Voice of the Martyrs from the very first issue. Yeah. This October will be the 50th anniversary of the first VOM newsletter that Pastor Richard and Sabina sent out. We are still sending out a free monthly newsletter every month. Anybody who wants it can go to persecution.com and just click on the link and say, hey, I want to hear about what's happening with our brothers and sisters around the world. Yes. Like I say, we still send out that monthly newsletter every month for free to anybody who asks us for it. Yeah, and Mrs. Hatchett and I, we get ours uh, every month. Good. And so, yeah, you <laughs> you folks, you get it. And, um, you know, this uh, we, we know from history, uh, Mr. Nettleton, that Christians dominated the Middle East. I mean, even— you know, before Muhammad was even heard of 1,400 years ago. And so this this Christian persecution is not new. And, uh, and it took 450 years of uh, Muslim persecution and killing uh, before Christians responded. Uh, what, wh- why does it take so long for Christians? What is it about the Christian DNA where we just we are able to just suffer rather than respond and defend ourselves. You know, I think 
that's that's a hard question to answer, especially for someone like me who is a comfortable, unpersecuted American Christian. Um, but I think it goes back to what you talked about in the intro, that, that this is exactly what Jesus said was going to happen. From the time that Christ was on the earth, he was preparing his followers to face yes. persecution. You know, he mm-hmm. said, the world hates me. If you follow me, the world's going to hate you. He said, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Well, what happens to lambs when they walk out among wolves? Mm-hmm. Uh, they get eaten. Yes. And so I think I think that's a part of the answer to that question is just, listen, Jesus laid the foundation for us. He told us exactly what was going to happen. And so we have that ability to prepare ourselves. The other thing, though, I, I think that I would be remiss not to mention is just the empowering of God. Uh, I have a guest this week on our podcast, on our VOM Radio podcast, that is a Christian active in the Middle East, and he's been detained by the secret police, and he's been interrogated, and they've asked him, you know, why are you preaching the Bible? Why are you giving Bibles to people? And I said, you know, how do you, know, how do you deal with that? And he said, well, I'm terrified. And, and I just said, well, thank you for saying that, mm-hmm. because I think I would be terrified too. But he said, you, you can't let that being terrified stop you and he said god opens doors for opportunities he said when the police asked me you know what are you telling people he said that's a wide open door i get to share the gospel with the policeman so i'm excited about that Mm -hmm. and so he said even though i'm terrified god is there god is working he's opening doors and i think christians throughout history have seen that Mm -hmm. as there is persecution as there is hardship that is also a doorway for ministry. Now, it's not an easy doorway to go through. Yeah, uh, but, but it, he's it's following a an example, isn't it? He's following the he, example of the apostles. Absolutely. And, yes. uh, you know, I think of the words of Tertullian, the, the famous church father, who said the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And that really is true. We see persecution, but we also see the church growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you even have uh, one of your own staff members, Petra Jasek. Uh, you want to share his story? I would love to. Peter Jasek is uh, one of our staff members. He was the regional director over the continent of Africa for VOM. He went to Sudan in December of 2015, uh, was in Khartoum. He met with several pastors. He was there kind of evaluating how can VOM help the church in Sudan? What do they need from us? How can we stand alongside them? Well, it turned out the uh, secret police in Sudan had been following him the entire four days that he was there. They had photographed every meeting he had had, every restaurant he had gone to. And so he went to the airport on December 10th thinking he was going to fly home, uh, got his boarding pass, checked in, and uh, turned away from the ticket counter. And there was a secret police guy tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, why don't you come with me? Peter just thought, hey, this is an extra security screening, no big deal. Then they pulled out the pictures of every person he had met with and everything he had done during four days there, and he thought, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, this is not going to go well. Mm -hmm. He ended up being 14 months in a Sudanese prison, was put on trial for espionage. Actually, in January, was found guilty of espionage and sentenced to life in prison. Uh, which in Sudan means 20 years, but thankfully through the work of the Czech government and through others uh, intervening on his behalf, he was Mm -hmm. released in February, uh, had an amazing story. This this is the thing. I went in March to Prague, where Peter lives, and interviewed him about his time in prison. The the thing that 
most sort of took my breath away is he came to the point where he stopped praying to be released from prison. Uh, and I just, when he said that, I said, wait a minute. Okay, I can't even imagine that I'm in prison and I'm not praying to get out. <laughs> yes. so, so tell me, how did you get there? And he said, well, the Lord was working. And he said the Lord gave him opportunities to share his faith. He had the chance to lead some fellow prisoners to Christ. He saw God at work. And so he came to the point of saying, okay, Lord, as long as you have work for me to do here in prison, I am willing to stay. I will stop asking to get out. I will just look for the opportunities that you're putting in front of me. Mm. I just thought, what an amazing testimony. Because like I say, I cannot imagine that I'm sleeping tonight in prison and I'm not praying, Lord, please get me out of prison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, folks, this is dangerous stuff. Doing the Lord's work is, is, is hard work. Well, and one of the things that amazes me is it is such an act of courage, like from Iran or another Muslim country, to call a satellite broadcast. And sometimes they call live while they're on the air. They talk to them while they're on the air. They say, I used to be a Muslim, but now I follow Jesus Christ. Well, in Islamic mm-hmm. theology, that makes you an apostate who should be killed. Yes. So they are calling on, on live television, on national TV, saying, I've committed, in their mind, in their country, mm-hmm. I've committed this crime. I'm guilty. I'm following Jesus Christ now. It's an amazing act of courage just to make that phone call and say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. Uh, A a famous, uh, I can't remember who this person was, but he has written that were it not for the law of apostasy, uh, death penalty for leaving Islam, that Islam would have died out many, many years ago. Uh, It's so anti-freedom, and Christianity is so, uh, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there also is freedom right out of the word of God. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. So, but anyway, look, it's been great having you. Um, And we are right up at the top of the hour news break here. And, uh, but please one more time share uh, with our audience uh, how uh, you all can be uh, reached and, and, and folks out there, I'm just going to pray that the Lord put something on your heart to do something to help our Christian brothers around the world. Our website is persecution.com, persecution.com, and right okay. on the front page, there's a link to sign up for that free monthly newsletter. Okay. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye now. Well, all right, folks, we're at our top of the hour news break. We will be right back. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, folks, that was a really real deal, big-time interview there. And uh, I'm just going to pray that uh, someone out there in the sound of my voice would uh, go to uh, persecution.com 
and uh, and help out Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, and of course, we also we would love to have someone uh, help out the First Amendment Inc. Uh, you can check us out. We're having a little difficulty playing uh, commercials right now. We're having some type of a, a computer issue right now, so we will just uh, go right on through. Uh, with the program without our commercial breaks. And uh, the number, if you'd like to participate, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And, of course, <clears throat> we have the uh, the continuing uh, war in this nation, as you've heard me say uh, many times, uh, and I've actually I've been saying this for years now, uh, I actually did a uh, six-week television series. Uh, I think it was five or six years ago uh, we did my very first Comcast television series, six years ago, yeah. Uh, and the title of that six-week TV series was America's Next Great Crisis. And uh, in that six-week TV series, I spoke about many of the things we are dealing with today. And uh, and so I, I always find it amusing <laughs> when, uh, you know, these Johnny come latelys, uh, all of a sudden uh, they're the expert. Uh, and when these folks were poo pooing what I was saying uh, years ago, I've been speaking about it uh, on radio and TV and in speeches. I've been writing about it. And uh, and here we are. We, we're going through it uh, you know, even the election we just had uh, for where uh, Ed Gillespie was chosen, you know, the so-called experts were saying uh, Corey Stewart was not going to get even double digits. He, he was going to get less than 10 percent. And, and it ended up being, uh, you know, really, really close. <laughs> OK. And uh, so but I mean, even even Trump. OK, even Trump. And it really you you look in the word of god and and you know we know that the uh the spiritual walls around this country have been breached okay and they they've been breached for for literally decades okay and uh and you look in the book of nehemiah you know and it says and it came to pass that sanballat and tobias and the arabians and the ammonites and the azotians heard they heard now not that they saw they heard, okay, they heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being repaired and the breaches were being closed, and they became froth with anger and vowed to stop it. So, folks, there is nothing new under the sun, nothing new. And so here we are again, okay? We have folks... And again, someone just tried to call. I don't know if we were having a uh, phone difficulty, but the number 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, and, you know, so when you have people in, I, I'm a watchman on the wall. Uh, the gentleman we just had uh, in that wonderful interview that he just did, he's a watchman on the wall. All right, we have some of our political leaders, uh, particularly those that are unpopular, uh, that are Christian conservatives, they're watchmen and watchwomen on the wall. I mean, we, we have people being having assassination attempts. Why? 
because they're watchmen on the wall. And so just like these Christians around the world uh, are being persecuted, okay, and just like Jesus was hated, we are hated. And they say we are the purveyors of hate, the people that hate us and want to kill us, these actors. I mean, we had some idiotic actor just two days ago said that um, it, when was the last time an actor killed a president? Okay, so he's he's hearkening and championing uh, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln by John Wilkes Booth, which was what? A Republican being killed by a Democrat. And people applauded. In New York City, every night for the last three weeks, maybe maybe longer than three weeks, it's been quite a while that they've been having a Donald Trump lookalike, okay? Tall, blonde guy in a suit, okay? And he's supposedly Caesar, and he's assassinated. And every night, people are standing up and applauding this. Every night. Every night, okay? And the passage from Nehemiah is so appropriate about repairing the walls in Jerusalem, okay? Nehemiah had heard about his home and that the, the, the breaches in the walls and the city was unprotected and the people there were suffering. He heard, and it says he sought permission to go and repair the walls. He, and isn't this, isn't this what Donald Trump did? He, by seeking permission, he asked you for your vote, and he got a majority of the vote. And he proclaimed what? We're going to make America great again. We're going to build a wall. I mean, this, I mean, folks, this is straight out of the book of Nehemiah, the word of God, not the word of Brother Craig, the hatchet man, the word of God Almighty. And so we are living this. We are living this, folks. And the hatred that these people are putting out and constantly, constantly pointing at we who are members of the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition. They're calling us the haters. And you can't point to any of these killings that are going around in America. You can't point to a single one and say, oh, that's a Christian. Oh, that's a conservative. Oh, that's a person that believes in the Constitution of the United States. Oh, that's a capitalist. So these are not members of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition that are doing the killing. Nor are these people that are championing the killers or egging on the killers or speaking in a positive vein about the killers as we had a Democrat from Nebraska, an, an official, okay? We're not talking about some high school dropout Democrat. We're talking about a college-educated official of the Democrat Party who says, oh, I wish they had killed him. And see, this is the difference. The, the, these people, they will try to 
pull up something, you know, if it's 99 to 1 of violence from the Democrat side versus the Republican side or the neoliberal side versus the Christian conservative side, it could be 99 to 1. But they're going to point to that one and claim that it's equal. And what makes it so bad is there's going to be some goofball Republican that's going to agree with them. Like Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. We came one, you know, we came an inch from having a massacre of 30 people. 30 human souls could have been killed except for one thing. And this, folks, this was the hand of God. If Steve Scalise had not been there, who was the majority whip, and as being the number three man in leadership of the Republican Party, there are always two Capitol policemen assigned to him as a protection detail. Had he not shown up for baseball practice that day, there would have been no one, there would not have been a good guy with a gun. Because the only thing that can help you against a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, okay? Not a slogan, not even a law, okay? In D.C., they have, Washington, D.C. is one of the most restricted places for gun laws, just like Chicago. All the places where you have these these really, really heavy, strict gun laws, these are the exact same places where you have an abundance of gun violence. And conversely, in cities where the, uh, the rights of gun owners are held up on a pedestal, you have low, a very low level of gun violence. This is common sense. This is as simple as one plus one equals two, not 11. But of course, our wicked Governor Terry McAuliffe, and, 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 that's, and I meant it when I said that. I said wicked, I meant wicked, okay? I did not misspeak. I'm not hyperventilating. I'm not, oh, got so excited that I spoke too much and I wish I could take it back. No, I will not take it back. The man is wicked. The man is corrupt. Federal investigation after federal investigation for multi-million dollar crimes, okay? And nothing is done about it. Nothing is done about it. Obama was president, and it was swept under the rug. All these federal investigations. We got Obama, We got um, Trump as president. Silence. Crickets. Okay? Silence. And what happens is they allow Democrats to push the agenda to say, well, all the sleaze is on the Republican side because, see, we almost put Bob McDonald in prison. We're getting ready to put uh, President Trump uh, out of office. We're going to impeach him. And so the, 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 the narrative is, and see, and the goofball Republicans don't get it. They don't understand that we're at war. They don't understand verbal warfare. They don't, they don't understand mental gymnastics. They just don't get it. Okay, they think they can run the same old playbook they've been running for decades, for decades. If you see some of the stupid ads that the Republican Party of Virginia are running and they think that kind of tripe is going to get Ed Gillespie elected, they got another thing coming. They got another thing coming. Okay, that is not going to get the job done. 
We're already at a disadvantage. We, as, as I have written and I have been saying this, and I didn't just say this because I, I preferred Corey Stewart over Ed Gillespie. Folks, I've been saying this for years, been writing about it for years, been speaking about it for years, that we are there, there's a demographic issue here and that the electoral deck needs to be reshuffled. I wrote about this at length a year before Donald Trump became president, a full year before he became president. And nothing has changed. Trump won because he was able to reshuffle the electoral deck. Okay, he got some angry, fed up Democrats, blue collar Democrats, people that would rather work than get a handout. He got some of them to vote Republican. And that is why he is president. And if Ed Gillespie wants to be governor, I'm going to tell you, Ed, you better figure out how to do the same. And if you can't do it, you better find your Aaron. If, if Moses was not too big a man to go to his brother, Aaron, and say, listen, Aaron, I have a speech impediment. There's something God wants me to do, but I don't speak well. I'm not as glib as you are. I'm not as fast on my feet as you are. I can think, but I just can't get it out. Would you please come? Because God is asking me to ask you to help me do this thing that God wants me to do. If Ed Gillespie cannot find his Aaron, he will not become governor. Okay, and I'm all in favor of us coming together, Republicans, and and all of you all who know me, for 20 years I've been in the trenches, okay? For 20 years I've been in the trenches, okay? The first first election I worked for was Governor Gilmore, and that's been been over 20 years ago, all right? As a matter of fact, even before that, I helped out a little bit, didn't do a whole lot. I was kind of new at it, uh, even with uh, Governor Allen. And so I take a I, I, I take a back seat to no one when it comes to after the primary is over, we come together because why? The walls of America have been breached and we're gonna repair the walls. And we're gonna fight Sam Ballot, Tobias, and the Arabians. And we're gonna anticipate that people like that. The modern-day Sanballat, the modern-day Tobias, the modern-day Arabians. We're going to anticipate that they're going to try to prevent us from repairing the walls of America. Or at least I'm anticipating it, okay? But to Republican Governor Goofball and Republican Senator Stu Pidd, they seem to think, The word of God, that's from days of old. That doesn't apply today, okay? Because the last time I checked, the guy up in D.C. that went to the baseball practice, he had a list of names in his pocket. And that list of names, not only did the list of names have only Republicans on it, it was not a list of just uh, random congressmen as goofball Uh, Paul Ryan declared, standing right in the well of Congress, speaking, oh, this was 
an attack on all of us. And, of course, the Democrats uh, and the Republicans, they stand up and they uh, they give him a standing ovation because the Democrats are like, wow, we off the hook. That stupid Republican. I'm so glad he's stupid. Who boy. Wow. So glad they didn't stick that one on us. Because why, folks? Democrats have been pushing this for years. Barack Obama has pushed it. Nancy Pelosi has pushed it. Uh, a a uh, Democrat, even after the shooting, when typically after an event has happened, they lie and they pretend to love Republicans and it's just, oh, that's my friend across the aisle. But some of them are so froth with anger to quote the word of God from the book of Nehemiah. They are so froth with anger that after the assassination attempt on Republican congressmen, okay, and specifically the Freedom Caucus, which our very own Dave Bratt is a member, a founding member of the Freedom Caucus, okay? So they're not only after congressmen, they're after Republicans. They're not only after, or this particular shooter, rather, he was not only after Republicans, he was after real Republicans, shown up Republicans, onion-toting Republicans, He was not after the blueberry-toting Republican, okay? He's got him already. He's already weak. He doesn't need to shoot him. But if a Republican is going to tote a set of onions to the the fight, that's the one he wants to take out. Reminds me of the the article in the uh, Richmond Times-Dispatch. This was back in February. The... uh, they asked eight writers across the state of Virginia to write an article on the subject, Do You Trust the News Media? I was honored and blessed to be one of those eight writers uh, that received that request to write an article on that subject. Now, one of the others of the eight was um, Bill Bowling, former Lieutenant Governor Bill Bowling. Now, in Bill Bowling's article, and all eight of us wrote our articles, and they published them all on the same day. One long article, uh, February 4th, if you want to Google that, Richmond Times-Dispatch, in the commentary section. It was a Sunday. So Bill Bowling writes that, uh, well, in, in his personal experience, the media is not unfair. Why does he say that? Because he says They've been very fair to him. So let me ask you this, Virginia. Why would a reporter be unfair to a low-fat Republican, a blueberry-toting Republican, a blueberry-tart Republican, a Senator Stupid Republican, a Governor Goofball Republican? Why would the media be unfair to the type of Republican that in the last governor's election, he endorsed the Democrat. Why why would they be unfair to him? And so that's his rationale why when the the Richmond Times-Dispatch asks Bill Bowling to write an article, do you trust the news media? He answers yes, he trusts them. And, of course, you know, you know my answer. My answer was no, okay? And I went into great detail as to why, okay? 
<laughs> but um, this is what we're faced with, folks. And and eight oh the number eight oh four four five four one three six six. If you'd like to chime in, eight oh four four five four one three six six. And you know this is um, this is where we are uh, in this in this nation, folks. It's a war of words. It's the place we get to every four generations. And warfare has just morphed over the centuries. There once was a time when soldiers lined up on a field of battle. You know, one side would have on a blue uniform. The other side would have on a red uniform. Make it make it real easy for you to shoot me. My bright red uniform, okay? My bright blue uniform. Just aim, and they'd march in lines and face each other and just take turns shooting at each other, okay? Kind of ridiculous when you think about it, okay? Kind of ridiculous. And, uh, and, and there, are, there is a thing called guerrilla warfare, okay? Indirect warfare, where small groups uh, hit and run, you know? Hit and run, jab and move. And warfare has changed to deception, Warfare has changed to concealment. Warfare has changed to uh, speed. And so we've seen the evolution of warfare to it gets to the place where in uh, Iraq, Bush came in, won it in three days. And then the soldiers that were defeated took their uniforms off and quote unquote, melted into the population. And so you can't tell who is who. And this is where we are. Non-official combatants, okay? And so what they say that they are are non-state actors. But how do you know if they don't have on a uniform? How do you know they're non-state actors? How do you know that Saudi Arabia, since the uh, 19 of the 21 9-11 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. How do you know that they were non-state actors? We don't have any mind readers. And so what I do as an analyst, I don't claim to be able to read a person's mind. I look at two things. What do you do? What do you say? What are the results of what you do? What are the results of what you say? And this is the basis of my analysis as to where you stand, not what I think about what you do and say, but what I see, what I perceive. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break, folks. When we come back, uh, 804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, thank you for staying with us, folks. And uh, I think we have our technical issues uh, resolved here. 
Uh, only thing is, when I share the program out on SoundCloud, uh, we're going to be missing a good little chunk of it. But um, that's all fine and dandy. Uh, we will, uh, again, give you the phone number here uh, if you'd like to participate in today's program. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And back on what I was sharing uh, prior to the break, uh, the the nature of warfare and that we're we're at war, uh, folks, and uh, we're we're at the place where we get uh, every four generations. And I've I've spoken on this for many years. Uh, you know, when you look at the uh, Revolutionary War, um, about eighty six years later, uh, we are at war again. Exact, which is exactly four generations. Uh, you know, Americans are fighting each other again which was the Civil War. Uh, you go four generations again into the future. Uh, this time it was 80 years, but still that's four generations. We are at uh, World War II, okay? And, uh, and right now we are four generations from World War II. And so that fourth generation, it, it, that's the way it happens, folks. Things just devolve generation by generation. We come together after the war, and uh, the coming together only lasts for one generation. Uh, and then that second generation, it, it, it starts. That third generation, it unravels. And that fourth generation, it's warfare. And that's where we are again, okay? And uh, we have Stanley uh, on the line here. And uh, Stanley, what do you think about that, sir? Do we, do we go to war with each other in America every four generations? I tell you, I'm, I'm a student of yours. I'm, I, I listen. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And, uh, you know, uh, I was at a Bible study the other uh, Saturday, and uh, a man showed up in Barnes & Noble where we have our little Bible study. Mm-hmm. And he was a godly man. We shared about the Bible, and he was writing down some scriptures, and all of a sudden politics got brought up, and somebody mentioned Trump. <laughs> might have been me. I don't know. Man, he lost it. i never seen He got angry. He was just throwing stuff and just... I never seen the viciousness. Wow! You know, uh, the thing, the analogy about the uh, actor, you know, uh, that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know that made a, a, a yeah. you know, comment about the president. You know, you know, in the Bible talks, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, you know, it's in the end, in the end, will be like in the days of, of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people lovers of the and aren't we there? Aren't we yeah, there? Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and, and, and you know, they don't want to hear the truth, and, and yeah. you know, uh, uh, men liars and, and, and cheats and just. Yeah, lovers of the self, men with men, women with women, doing that which was unseemly natural in the flesh. And if you mm-hmm. say they get, they've got zero tolerance. People and, will and, not and, hearken I, unto the word of God. Uh, it's no. like the eighty-first Psalm. So I gave them yeah. up unto their own heart's lust, and they walked yes, in their own counsels. And yep. uh, you know that's that's where we are. But see, yep. it's now you look at the, the the weapons of war have changed. Now we. It's bad now because we're at the peak of it now. So in our lifetimes, we've yep. never seen it this bad. But if yep. you study history, it has it gets this bad every four generations because it's actually a shooting war. And you think about the Revolutionary War, and we tend to think of it was a war where America fought England. In actuality, it was American fighting American because you're right, only one third of the nation wanted to fight England. One third. You do you watch the program Turn? 
No, so I haven't seen it, but uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm do oh, sales. Oh, if you if you can if you can get like on demand, uh, Comcast or something that's on demand, and th- this is the fourth season. You got. I mean, you'd have to go back to the first season, and this is the yes. final. This is the final season. But Turn yes, is about George Washington's spies in the Revolutionary War. And so yes, you had American fighting American. One third wanted to fight England. One third were with England fighting Americans. And the Americans that wanted to revolt were called the, the rebels, the patriots, the enemy. Okay. And, uh, and then one third didn't care. I guess uh, they would be the modern equivalent of the guy with his hat on backwards and his pants hanging down and getting a welfare check. And he just doesn't care. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, well, I'll tell you, sir. I appreciate all you all you say, and uh, you know, and like the first uh, psalm, I'll go look that up uh, in a little while. I get my Bible here to a Bible study. But the thing about this is, you know, I I know so very little, uh, but I do know one thing. You know, uh, we got to when you got so much hate that that people don't know zero tolerance. And you know, I mean, where else in the world can you say? Billions of dollars went over there to the Middle East, and then a whole pallet full of money, and and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they don't they don't pay any mind, you know. In recall, we, we we have a saying: "Simple five dollars." We don't leave our living, and we Always don't leave our faithful. dead. But they can leave they can leave uh, big, men of big guys. They did, mm-hmm. you know. And, and not only that, sir, but in all due respect, you know, um, you know, I've never seen somebody just so angry. So you know, I mean. I mean, if I was, if what if they had Donald Trump and he was leaning over, tapping on uh, uh, Vladimir Putin's assistant and saying, "Look, when I get this, when I get in there this term, I'll have more flexibility." <laughs> yeah. You know, they had him out there to crucify him. Exactly. No. You, you know right. what this reminds me of? You remember one time in the Bible? I heard you talking about this one time. You know, they were so uh, they was they Jesus uh, had spoke and and, and and the disciples were talking and. and and, 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 and it was so angry, they started throwing things and got angry. They ran him out. They wanted to kill him. And he, he left them, and he, he departed, and, and, and they, they weren't able to get him. And poor Peter, when he was out, he was, uh, he just, I mean, I just, it's so much. Why can't we just, there's no love. There's no <laughs> well, love look, anymore. Let, let me share one thing with you, um, yes, sir. sir. Please. You, you said you don't know much, but, no, you know, there's, know a, there's an old saying, sir. He, yes, sir. he that seeks wisdom is wise yes, never forget that you are wise well you're a wise man you, too, you are I wise i love, I, I love I, listening I, to your radio show i learned so much well i, you, I you appreciate that you get my mind no sir you know you're a godly man and well, you know, well you're uh, very kind and look i'm a runner in I'm a, a race you, I, i'm a runner yeah. in a race and the baton in my hand guess how we got there the runner I, in the runner in front of me he put it in my hand i did not Put it in my hand. The Holy Spirit. Man, I'd like to see you and Mark Levine do a show one night. That would be all I, I'd be happy. Just one night. One night. From your all. lips Just to God's night. ears, my friend. Uh, God bless you, sir. God bless I'm, you, too. I'm going to support you. You're oh, a good man. Thank you. You have a good one, sir. Thank okay. you so much for fighting a good fight. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Bye now. All right. That, that was a great call. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. Six six and now back to what I was sharing about you know what's happening. This this is not this is not new, okay. This is this you know American was fighting American in the uh, in the Revolutionary War in the Civil War again American fighting American 
in the in uh, in World War Two, of course, you have you know we were fighting the, uh, the 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 proponents of the government taking over every aspect of your life, and they were in 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 Nazi Germany, they were in fascist Italy, and they were in Imperial Japan. But there were people here in this nation that were uh, very sympathetic to them. Okay, and and again, it's the usual suspects. All right, it's the usual suspects. To the New York Times, uh, Mussolini was a good guy. He made the trains run on time. Okay, Joe Stalin was referred to as Uncle Joe. All right, they even had nice things to say about Hitler before they knew what a really really bad guy Hitler was. Okay, so th- this is not new. It's just. This time, so far, it's not a shooting war, all right? And what they are attempting to do is to push people's buttons and get someone like the guy that attempted to assassinate the, the Republican congressman in Washington. They, they want to push the buttons of someone like that so they can go and do it. The same way that ISIS is uh, trying to push uh, what they uh, – what the, uh, the, uh, intelligentsia referred to as lone wolves. They are not lone wolves. And we have a caller on and we want to say hi. Uh, hello, a first-time caller. Welcome to the program. Hi, Craig. I My name is Virginia, and I just was coming from the grocery store, and I heard you on my radio, and I was so happy. I, I couldn't wait to get inside and, and turn you on here. Oh, well, God I'm bless di- you. I'm just encouraged by the things you were bringing from the Scripture about the wall and and anyway, I don't. I haven't heard you before, so I've got a lot to learn. But oh. um, I love the Lord, and Amen. I love our president, and I pray for him every day that God will just uphold him daily, him and his. I family. pray for him too. My wife and I, we. And you know what? I, I my, I pray for our nation that the uh, the 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 plans of Satan, and more importantly, the plans of the yielded vessels of Satan. Okay, because just like God works through uh, through us, Satan works through them. That's right. I pray that their plans be foiled and that a spirit of self-control, a spirit of forgiveness, a spirit would be unleashed over this country that would just counteract the spirit that they are attempting. Because, see, this man was pushed to do what he did. Up in Washington. Yeah, All right? that's this, exactly right. Yes, this did not happen in a vacuum. Okay, and so, and you hear our previous president, Obama, when uh, he was always saying something like, you know, don't show up at a knife at a at a gunfight with a knife, or get in their face, poke them in the chest. I mean, he lit. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, Obama mm-hmm. actually poked a man in his chest uh, when he was running for senator. In Illinois, before he became president, okay, he actually mm-hmm. he actually walked up to his opponent and poked him in the chest. This is how bold these people are. That's typical of him. Yeah, this is how bold they are. Okay, and see, and on our side, I get a little upset because we have good, decent Christians, and I respect a person for being a good and decent Christian. But Amen. when you're at war, see, the book of Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything, mm-hmm. a, a time to love, yeah. a time to hate, a time to, for war, a time for peace. 
a time to kill, a time to heal. And that's not the word of Brother Craig. That's the word of Almighty God. That's right. You know, and true wisdom lies in knowing when to do what. You know, I would be wrong if uh, 24-7, 365 days a year, I was mentally and spiritually on a war footing. Mm. But, but similarly, I would be wrong if I was never on a war footing because the Word of God says there's a time for that. Yes, you know? he tells us to put on the whole armor of God because we're in the battle daily. A daily, daily. You know what? Yes. I just can't tell you what you hearing you has meant to me this morning. Oh, well, I'm God so bless encouraged, you. and That's I pray to God every day to guide my life. But to hear someone like you on there so early in the morning, I'm, I just want you to know I am blessed oh. to tears. Keep up the good work, and I'm going to call you again sometime. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wish I that. could sit down in person and look you in the <laughs> eye and talk with you. Well, you can go to Facebook Live. We are uh, we just got it up. Uh, I think this is the first time. We still have a few kinks, but uh, you go to um, www.820theanswer.com. I don't have a computer, but I have oh. a friend at uh, www.820theanswer.com. Yeah, we're on. I mean, what was after 820? T H E, the answer.com. Oh, oh, T H E, answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the answer.com. We're on Facebook Live right now. And, are, uh, are you on the uh, radio every day or what? Uh, every Saturday. We used to do Monday through Friday, but we just, you know, we just do Saturdays now from 10 to noon every Saturday. Okay, and if you're a member, minutes. if you're okay. a member of a group uh, and, you, and you have uh, like a monthly meeting and you have speakers come out, I would be very honored and privileged uh, to come out and speak to your group. I do that all the time. Uh, I've spoken all over the state of Virginia. I, I was blessed and uh, privileged to give the 9-11 address to the Republicans in New Mexico a couple of years ago. Oh, that was a treat, uh, and particularly since I used to live in, in New Mexico. So really? uh, it was an honor to stand before friends and, and, and associates out there. So, yeah. you know, I always love doing that. And so, uh, you know, we just would be real honored to do that. So spread May I the say word. one other thing? Yes, ma'am. When that uh, congressman was shot up there at that baseball practice the other day. Yes, ma'am. I told a friend of mine, I said, why hasn't Mr. Obama and Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton come out and said white lives matter too? Yeah, no, they they're not going to do that. They, you know, yeah, they only they they divide the uh the the hatred is clearly in the left. And after the break, I'm going to uh, detail a little bit of that. All right. Yeah. Well, I won't hold you long. Now. All right. God Did bless you. Did you ever hear of a Mr. Reverend Peterson? Oh yeah, I've interviewed Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. You know, I I uh, had my tape in my recorder, and I got him one day when they asked him what he thought of that Black Lives Matter organization. Yeah. Did you ever hear him speak on that? Uh, I, we spoke about that when I interviewed him, and well, he, he, he thinks just like I do that is garbage. All lives matter. He said that they're of their father the devil. Amen. And you know, my mother, <laughs> my mother taught me it's not the color of your skin, it's the color of your heart. If it's Amen. black with sin, then you need Christ. Amen. Well, listen, God bless you, my friend. I feel like you're my brother in Christ, I and am. I'm going to pray for you and listen to you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye. All right, now. Well, all right, Virginia, we're going to take our final break of the day, and when we come back, uh, we will have time for perhaps one more phone call, 
A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be shamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, Desiree, she got that right. You got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wise. And uh, that's what it's all about, folks. We are in a uh, real intense uh, competition here. Um, the number, by the way, is 804-454-1366. Uh, final seven or eight minutes of today's program, 804-454-1366. But as I was saying, you know, the uh, the battle here is um, it, it, it's an intense battle for the real reason why America was created and why America has been so successful. All right. And America is successful. You know, people often say, well, we're successful because God is on our side. I say we are successful and we will continue to be successful to the degree that we are on God's side. And so right in the founding documents, although we granted we didn't get it perfect, but in our founding documents, it was stated that the purpose of government is to secure rights that are already granted to us by God, okay? And so that makes America unique, okay? As a matter of fact, only America and Israel founded as nations uh, that are founded on the idea that we are on God's side and not, not that God is on our side, okay? Because God doesn't change. We have to change. And so the world in 1776, the world was a world that was dominated by power, okay, not by ideas, just by brute force, okay? England was the world's lone superpower because England had a navy that could project military power around the world, okay? And there had been an inkling, a beginning of uh, little freedoms, freedoms for some and not for all, but freedoms nonetheless. That had, that had begun, and that was also the example of ancient Israel. And so there was a biblical example of freedom, and America took that and took it to the next level. And ever since then, there have been people that have wanted to say, no, 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 no. Your rights do not come from God. 
your rights, your freedom, it's whatever we say it is. We who have the guns, we who have the power, we who have the money, we who have the know-how, we determine your rank, how high you rise, how free you are, when you even have freedom. We determine that. That is what they have determined. And this is the battle. This is the battle, folks. Who is the author of your rights? Who is the author? And the hatred that wells up every four generations in this battle. And and so far, our side has been winning the battle in America, okay? So far out, the right side has been winning. And so after we win, the the fight just kind of quiets down for one generation and one generation only. After World War II, it quieted down. And then the very next generation was the baby boomers. And it started up again. They were flipping cars over in the middle of the street. The, 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 the morality of the, the walls around America were under attack. Okay. And not that we had a physical wall, but we had a spiritual wall, folks. We had a spiritual wall. We had a wall around every family called a mother and a father together. We had a wall around every community called a church. We had a wall around the larger community called politicians that, while not perfect, they were not wicked the way they are today. And one by one by one, these walls have been destroyed. We had a wall around the intellect of this nation where the educational system, many of you may not know this, but of the 108 first colleges that were built in America, 106 of them were built by the Christian church, 106 out of 108. And we have Mary from Williamsburg, the final two minutes of the program. Mary, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I wanted to tell you I'm so happy to hear that that play in New York was shut down due, due to the protests that happened. Yeah, isn't that horrible that, you know, and then the worst thing about it, Mary, is people applaud when the Donald Trump lookalike gets killed. And see, this is a spirit that they are unleashing because they want weak minds like the the attempted assassin at the baseball practice or the, the, the guys that have walked up to police officers and just assassinated them. They want weak-minded people to go out and do the wickedness, and so they're unleashing unholy and unclean spirits. And this is why I prayed over this nation that there would be a spirit of temperance and a spirit of self-control that we would combat that. That's right, because even that beheading video, that's indecent no matter who, what leader they want to portray. Yes. That is savagery. Yeah. And we don't, yeah, that's so out of line, it's unbelievable. And to have people laugh and applaud is appalling. It, it's it's horrible. God, thank God there were people that protested. I guess after three days of protest, they had to shut it down. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah, well, thank you, Mary. Final 30 seconds of the program. I appreciate your, your call. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Well, all right, Virginia, that's going to be it, and uh, we're going to see you here next week, folks. Same hatchet time.
same hatchet station. God bless you, Virginia. And I'm just going to continue to pray for the, the spirit of self-control so that our buttons do not get pushed by these people. Understand what they're trying to do. Uh, resist the devil and he will flee from you. God bless you, Virginia. Next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt.